You're listening to the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Whether you're a dad who wants to add more tools to your fathering toolbox or a daughter who wants to connect with her dad, or even a mom who wants to support your daughter's relationship with her father, you're invited to join the conversation today. Here now is your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Hello and welcome to the Dad Whisperer Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, and I welcome you again to the conversation today, especially if you're a dad who wants to add more tools to your fathering toolbox. You know that my passion is to help equip you as fathers to dial into your daughter's heart with intention and consistency and to bring you relevant topics that support that goal. And if you're like a lot of dads I've talked to, you know that the things you learn here will also apply to your role as a dad, to your sons, and also many of you are married or were married to a woman who's also a daughter. So these things apply to how you relate to the women in your life. You know the grid, on your mark, get set, go. I'm on the sidelines as your coach. Say it with me, on your mark, get set, go. And I'm over there giving you those three directives because on your mark every time is the topic or the theme get set as I'm gonna fill that in with stories and stats And go is always your practical action step so that you can put your love into action. Well, today on the program, I have a friend of mine. Oh my goodness, we were just reminiscing. It's close to a decade now that we've known each other. And his name is Dr. Jackson Drumgoole. He just earned his doctorate in education. And it's with a concentration in organizational change and leadership. Woo! So I'm talking to a new doc today. Here we are, doctor to doctor. And I want to tell you a little bit more about him. He was on my program back November 6, 2017 on the Dad Whisperer with a great title that he had come up with, which is Dads are Thermostats, Not Thermometers. And if you haven't heard it, go back and listen. You're going to love it. And you are going to see that this is a dad who walks his talk. Like I told you, he's just got his doctorate. A couple more things about him is he also, a year, little over a year ago, retired from 20 years in the Army. He's an army officer, moved way up the ranks. He has done tours overseas. He's been at the Pentagon. In fact, we connected in D.C. a few years ago. He just came in his fatigues from the Pentagon over there looking kind of all dapper there. I just love the fact that he has served our country. Thank you, Jackson, for that. So here he is with me today in person, and I'm so excited that he's back again. And we've really honed this topic because you are a dad in the trenches. But I got to tell him one more thing about you, Jackson which is that back in 2013, you were given the Father of the Year Award by the National Father's Day Committee, which is an award that recognizes lifestyle leaders of our culture whose lives are dedicated to family, citizenship, charity, civility, responsibility, and reverence. And just to show what a big deal it is, who else has won that? Shaquille O'Neal, General Colin Powell, Senator John Edwards, and on it goes. So, Jackson, thank you for being a dad who who really lives what you talk about and leads other fathers to follow your lead. And I know those listening today will love getting to know you. So welcome, Dr. Jackson Drumgle. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me. It is an honor to be here. 
finally face to face. Good to see you. I know, I'm here in the studio. Yeah, on this side of COVID. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's We're right. Even more happy. Absolutely. You're really, you honestly feel like a grafted in brother to me. Oh, you are definitely my sister. You know, no we, question about we it. We've known that for for many years. <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah. a joy and an honor to have you here. Absolutely. Well, we have together collaborated to call today's conversation. Preparing to launch your teenage daughter. Yes. My now, goodness. I didn't give the bio on your kids, so I'll let you do that. So, uh, dads are going to say, I can relate. Absolutely. So, I have, I have five children. I have a 27 year old who's already launched. I have an 18 year old who's about to launch. You go ahead and up to college. And my God, that's where my heart is right now. But I still have a set of triplets, 15 year old triplets, uh, two girls and a boy. And again, they are a joy to have. I'll say that they are a joy to raise. And so, that's where we are right now. And you got to give their names because yeah. you oh. guys, you you and Shadana got, you, you get some points well, for creative well, names. Well, we got Jackson the third, of course, we call him Trey. We have Lyric, uh, who's the who's the 18-year-old. Mm-hmm. We have Journey, Jansen, and King. Your so triplets. The triplets, absolutely. Yeah. So you've got three teenage daughters. Three teenage daughters. And as you and I talked, yeah. I love the way that you are intentional as a dad. And really, I would say preparing them to launch your first one, fly in the nest to yes, college here yes, soon. Yes. So how about we just start with talking about some of your mindset, some of the ways you think about leading your daughters right. as you're you're really raising up confident women. Well, my, I tell you, my whole thought process is to help them to find, follow, and finish their God-given purpose. Okay, say that again. And you call that? I call it F3. F3. I have F3 and I have D3. Okay, so what's so, the F3? So, so say F, it again. F3 is to help them to find, follow, and finish their God-given purpose. And you tell them that. And I tell them that. I tell them that this, these are the conversations that we've been having from day one. Okay, okay so dad's listening. This is the get set. We're filling this in. and But that might be your go step. Like, I'm going to take what Jackson's telling his kids. Yes. I'm going to write this out. Here's your F3, which I love because you're kind of in a way right. stepping in in kind of a military way. Like, I'm leading the troops here. At this point, I am leading them. The same thing with the with the D3. The D3 is helping them to discover, develop, and then deploy their gifts to the world. And that takes a little more time in the preparation piece. So helping them to discover, mm-hmm. develop. develop. And, and then deploy. deploy the deploy. So it's definitely a military mind. Yes. In that sense. It's very intentional in that sense by spending time with them to help them to find out what it is that God has creatively and individually called them to do. Okay, so now let's break this down. Yeah. Even going back to F three. Yep. Is in what ways do you like pick one of your daughters? How have you helped her find what her gifts are? You know, and to follow and finish their God-given purpose. Yeah. So, so the one that's about to launch, okay. the eighteen-year-old. I'll I'll start with her. So we placed her in several, of course, athletic events earlier. So she she did gymnastics, she did CrossFit, cheerleading. Yeah. And she found out that this wasn't really what what she wanted to do. Well, while she was there in in, in at school, one of the coaches noticed her athleticism, huh. and the fact that she was more of an individual sports type of young lady. So he said, let me pull you in here to the wrestling room. Try this move. Try that move. Yeah. Then he called me up. He said, hey, Jack, I think we have a wrestler here on our hand. And so we kind of prompted him a little bit. Wrestler. A female wrestler. Ooh. And so within the first eight months of her wrestling, she was able to get a scholarship. Oh, my goodness. And she, within herself, she, so she has the discipline. She's already created the discipline from her gymnastics days, from her, from her cheerleading days, from even her CrossFit mm-hmm. days by just working out and training. So she gets up by herself unprompted mm-hmm. about 4.30 every morning. What? And I'll hear her in the, in the downstairs gym on the treadmill, running, working out, training, 
before school. And this had nothing to do with you. Because dads <laughs> might listening might be going, how do I get my yeah, daughter yeah, to yeah, get yeah, before yeah. they're... No. In the afternoon, it, it may be hard. It, exactly. It was helping her to find her purpose. Because she wouldn't have gotten up early. No. For a different purpose. For a different or purpose. You wanted her to do it. Her exactly. mom wanted it. Had to be had, what she was. Had to be what she what she was motivated to do. Uh huh. Exactly. And so even 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 her training or the different wrestling camps, she'll find the different wrestling camps to go to because so, she found something that she really enjoys doing. Yeah. So did she ever have, I, I'd say, other hats she tried on that weren't a fit to find the one that was the right fit? I will say gymnastics. So she did. She tried some different sports that she said, you know, that didn't that didn't work well as well as I like track and field. What did wasn't a good fit for her. We tried that. Uh -huh. So she tried different things. OK. And she said this wasn't a good fit for her. So, again, most dads, I know me, I wanted to kind of force my kids into something. I said, no, I, I'm not going to do that with my children. I'm going to let them discover. I'm going to what I what I call throw, throw spaghetti on the wall. I throw spaghetti on the wall and see what see what sticks. And we throw several sports at them. Hey, you can try soccer, try lacrosse, try everything. Yeah. Try chess. Try try tic tacs. Whatever you want to do, just try something. And let's find out what you what you enjoy doing, what your natural proclivities are, what your strengths are. You know where you. Here's what I tell them. If I have to force you to do it, I don't want you to do it. Mm -hmm. I want just I want this to be something that you wake up in the morning excited about doing. Something that you think about constantly because you'll train harder. Your your discipline yeah. will be there. You'll you'll start framing the purpose around your day. Your friendships will be framed by that. Yeah. Your character is then framed by that. And so I allowed her to find out what she what she really enjoyed doing. Okay. So what do you do if you're a dad with a daughter that isn't motivated to do anything? She's motivated to look at social media and stay on TikTok all day. Well, again, so I start off with my what I call so I teach this course called Fathering for Effect, right? And can and, guys find out about that? They can definitely find out about that. Fathering for effect. Fathering How for do they find you? So you can go to any, so Jackson Drumgoo at, you know, at Facebook, Instagram. D-R-U-M-G-O-O-L-E. Right. Okay. And so you can find the fathering for effect link there. Okay. So I teach these five principles. And that first principle is patterning that the, 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 the model, be the model. Be become, the model. Be the model. Become a pattern. Right. Okay. So that pattern piece, so we'll start there real quick. That pattern piece is exactly what we're talking about. How do you get your daughter off of off of Instagram or whatever the case may be? You have to be modeling this thing. So my children see me active every day doing something. You know what's interesting you bring that up is I once had a dad yeah. say to me, his daughter was eighth grade. Yeah. It's like, she just doesn't have much motivation. Right. It's all about her, right. her makeup, her right. style, her clothes. And he's like, I'm sick of it. Yeah. She was an only child, so he didn't have anyone to compare her to. Right. But he's like, what do I do to get her off herself? You know what I said? Yeah. Volunteering. Mm -hmm. If she can spend her time making a difference in somebody else's Absolutely. life, it will change her focus from being on herself to others. Yes. But then I said, you know what's going to take it up a notch? If you do it with her. Yes. And guess what he said? Not going to happen. Mm. And I thought he wasn't modeling it. He wanted her to change, but he wasn't willing right. to either humble himself or stretch himself or whatever you want to call it. I right. don't know what his right. resistance was. But in a way, I think you're kind of saying if you're gonna if you're gonna set the pattern, sure. maybe even break the pattern of right. what came down to you from your family of origin, but you get to be intentional as a dad, but do it with her if she's not motivated. And Would Michelle, that fit? No, Michelle, that's what I like to say. So I like to say if I see something out of character in my children, it's usually out of my character. Oh, that'll preach. 
Yeah. Come on, somebody. Okay. If I see something out of character, it's usually out of my character because oh. those children, they are watching me. Like I say more is, more is caught than, than is taught. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they're watching me every day. And so they see an individual that's, that's a lifelong learner. Yeah. They see that I'm getting up, I'm working out and training every day. They see that I'm at least trying to give back to my community. They see that yes. I'm, and so they automatically say, okay, well, how can I model this stuff? Mm-hmm. What do I need to do? And they find where they fit. All of them find where they fit. And so real, going back to those five P's real quick. Uh, so again, we, we pattern the behavior. Okay. Of course, men, we provide. Yeah. But that provision word is completely different than most people think it is. The word provision actually means provider. And it's from the Latin term, which means to provide vision. So my job as father of the home is to provide vision. This is who we are as a family. This is what we do as a family. And so everyone in the house kind of has that culture that we are a family of action. This is what what is your family vision? Family vision is honestly to help others to find, follow, and finish their God-given purpose. Okay. So, so, so that's, that's what we do. We, we, discuss, we help people to, to, uh, to develop other folks. That's what we do. In fact, could I ask you a question yeah, right here? Yeah, I might be yeah, getting ahead yeah, of yeah, where yeah, you please, want to please, go, please. but I would love you to share right here then how, you, how other kids have been drawn to your home oh and what God, you do yeah. with them in the morning yeah, yeah, for okay. school, yeah, well, in the car. And this, again, this is something that, that we've been doing as a family. Yeah. My wife always wanted, my wife Shadana, shout out to Shadana. We wanted our home to be the Kool-Aid house. Yeah, we wanted so that Kool Aid house cool. in, in the in the South is the the Kool Aid house in the South is the house where all the kids in the neighborhood come during the summertime and they get a glass of glass Kool Aid. We had a gal in our neighborhood in Portland, <laughs> Oregon, and she would put chocolate in between graham crackers. Come on, Kool Aid drink. There you go. There you go. Went to her and house. everybody gathers around the house. So oh, in front of good. our house, we have the basketball goal. We keep the basketballs yeah. out there so that any kid in the neighborhood can come out. there. This is this is going on right now. So right now, while I'm here with you, I guarantee you, there's some kids <laughs> in front of my house playing basketball. Okay. And so in the morning times, again, I take my four children to school. But then we found out several other kids in the neighborhood needed rides, and so they come over in the morning, talking six a.m. And I go in, go in the living room, and you see about three or four of the kids sitting in the in the living room. Whose kid are you? Whose kid are you? Where, where are you? <laughs> and they're probably half asleep. They're half asleep. Why are you at my why are you at my dining room table eating breakfast? What are you, who are you? <laughs> but what we do. We pray before we leave and then we say our declaration. And then when we get in, we have a, a, a morning declaration. Okay, and the de- okay, well, I'll, give, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you pieces. Okay. So so in 2013, yeah, created a family declaration, you know, and, it, and I'll start it. But okay, I, dad, yeah, you got to yeah. make this your ghost. Because up. and here's the deal, because I want again, I want to be the loudest voice in their ear. I and want to be the loudest. I want to be the loudest voice because I recognize, and again, I may be fast forwarding, but I recognize how many negative narratives mm-hmm. are coming towards our children every day. Yeah. I recognize what the world is trying to tell them. I recognize what their peers are trying to tell them. I recognize, you know, even even their little voices inside their head. TikTok, Instagram, all these other voices, you know, before six o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning. So I said, let's let's write a declaration. And you all did it together? Well, I wrote it because they were, this was, this was, this was, I wrote it 10 something years ago. So they were, you know, three, four years old when I wrote it, but I, they, they memorized it at three, four, five years old. Oh my goodness. And so, and here's what I did, Michelle, I promise you this. I had them to memorize it and to speak it back to me because I needed to hear it myself. Okay. Come on. Hey, come on somebody. Preach again. I I needed to hear it myself. Out of the mouth of babes. Babes. Exactly. And so every morning 
probably we did it twice a day for the longest time. And it goes, I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to remember. Yeah, remember. I'll try. Oh, I I'll try. Right it says, I'm, I'm a child of the most high God. I'm a believer. I'm not a doubter. I'm a winner. I'm not a whiner. I'm the head, not the tail. The whole world. I'm smart. The whole world is helping me to win. I prosper, flourish and succeed in every area of my life. I prosper, flourish and succeed in my friendships. I prosper, flourish and succeed in my schoolwork. I prosper, flourish and succeed in my finances. When I pray, he hears me because I pray according to his desires. And then I know I have the things that I ask for. I'm a child of the Most High God. Oh, I love this. And they say that every morning. Maybe not that fast. Or do not, you go not that, 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 that fast. That, <laughs> they do because they're sleepy and they're like, I just want to get it out of the way. But you said other kids then. And other kids will say it. Doing it. They'll if start, they're in your home. If they're in our home. To go to school. To go to school. You're going to say the declaration. They say the declaration. They pray. And then while we're driving to school, yeah, um, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm driving them to school, and I'll just call a kid out in the car. Hey, it's your turn to pray this morning. Okay, everybody bow their head except the driver, you know, and and, <laughs> and they'll and one of the kids will will lead us in prayer. And, and we're talking teenagers. We're talking teenagers. I mean, and do they fight you? No, they don't fight me. Do you have a theory, Doc, <laughs> as to why? Because I think a lot of Sadly, because I love teenagers, yeah, I've been yeah. I've been walking lock, walking alongside, loving on, yeah, yeah. You know, walking arms with teenagers since I was nineteen. Yeah, I've just loved that age. Right, right. And yet, I think in our culture, they've gotten a bad rap. Like, oh, they don't know what they're thinking, and it's all about themselves, or they just want their way or the highway. Yeah. But what are you finding? I think it's I think they need to see it modeled. Like I say. Yeah, most I think most adults try to go back and be a teenager again. They try to be hip and try to be cool. Yeah, know what kids need to see. They need to see what adulthood looks like. They need to see what what the, you know what a godly parent looks like. Most of them have never seen it before. Mm-hmm. And so even I see this in in church. Right, I'll stand in the front row and and I'll say you know when when worship is going on. Yeah, and I know that a lot of other men are watching me and other young men are watching me. I'll raise my hands high and I'll praise and I'll worship yeah. because. Most men think that they have to cross their arms or hands in pockets and doing worship and kind of just nod, shake their head. No, man, express yourself to to the father. Mm-hmm. So most of these teenagers have never seen a 50 year old man, you know, literally lean in p- towards the father every morning and say, this is who we are. And yes, father, I think I have all the answers, but I don't. I recognize I don't have the answers. I recognize that I'm I'm at my best dysfunctional. At yeah. my best. At my best. At my Me very too. best. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, yeah. and, 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 I, and I'm in need of your grace and of your mercy. Yeah. They need to see that, that it's okay not to be okay every day. They need to see that. Yeah. And so, they, so that's why they, I, don't, I don't get much kickback from them because they recognize, well, first of all, you know, Mr. D, he, he's Mr. D. He's Mr. Mr. D. He's Mr. He's Mr. D. They're going to start calling you Dr. D now. They call me Dr. D. Yeah, they call me Dr. <laughs> D. But they, they understand that, yeah. first of all, I love them. I care about them and I want the absolute best for them. And I tell them this, I remind them, guys, I've been 15 years old at least three times, at least three times. I know what you're going through, you know, oh, that and, is and, I, so and, and I'm here for you. Oh, I love right. that. Right. And I think just hearing your vulnerability, yes. honesty, authenticity, that's what I find teens respond to is they yes. can read between our lines. Even Absolutely. when we don't think they're reading us, right. they're reading everything. And I have found in all my years of loving on teens, walking mm-hmm. with them, they can tell if you love them. Absolutely. Even if you like them. Yep. And so that has so much power to them then following because at the end of the day, they want to belong. Yes. And when you invite them into your family and say, this is what we do as a family. Right. Do any of those Perfect. kids have broken homes? They do. 
Some do. So when they're invited in, you as a dad yeah, are yeah. giving them a place to belong. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to hear the rest of the P's yeah. about how to be a dad who knows how to invest in your teenage kids. We'll be right back. Absolutely. Are you a dad who has ever desired a deeper connection with your daughter, but haven't known how to go about it? Let's Talk Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters is the very resource you need. Dr. Michelle wrote it with you dads in mind. This book will support you with scripted questions, equip you to decode your daughter, and inspire you with stories of other dads and daughters. Don't wait any longer to be the hero you want to be and that your daughter needs you to be. So, to let the talking begin, head on over to drmichellewatson.com forward slash books and order your copy today. This book will become a favorite in your fathering toolbox and will give you the answers you've been looking for. That's drmichellewatson.com forward slash books. Now, back to the Dad Whisperer podcast. Okay, welcome back to the Dad Whisper Podcast. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson here with my dear friend and brother, Dr. Jackson Drumgool. And we are talking about practical ways, dads, that you could prepare your teenage daughter to launch. And you got a few more P's. First P was review them again. It was the pattern to pattern, pattern to model the behavior you want to see in your children. Number two. Number two is to provide, provide. to provide vision for the family. That's the most important thing. This is the direction we're going. Abraham didn't know exactly where he was going, but guess what, Sarah? We're going this way. <laughs> the, the third P is to protect, to be a protector of the family, not just a physical protector because we recognize that's the case, but it's to protect the ecosystem and the culture that you put in place in your home. Mm. Whatever that culture is, that godly culture, you have to put kingdom culture over everything, and your job is to protect. It is similar to, here's what I like to, to say it. It's like creating a garden. Okay. You plant a, a beautiful garden. The last thing you would do is just to leave it uncovered for the rabbits and for all the folks to come in and get what they want to get. I love that. All the folks. Yeah, all, the, all, all yeah, the bugs. All the bugs, all the rooms, bugs, all the yeah. roads, everything. No, no, no. You would protect it in whatever way you could to protect it to ensure that that ecosystem remained clear and clean. And to See, be, go ahead. You no, know, I was going to say, you know what that means? What? You got to say no. Mm. You got to let her not like you when you say no. Wow. Come on. Right. And that is not an easy thing, especially if you're a dad who wants yes. to be liked or you're a dad of divorce where, you know, maybe there's a lot of permissive mm -hmm. stuff that I hear that from a lot of dads, like mm -hmm. mom lets her do everything. Mm -hmm. So when she's with me, I'm teaching her boundaries. And maybe you feel like you're the heavy where you only say no. Right. Well, maybe it's adding some yeses in. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a hard thing, isn't it, to say, how do you protect? Yeah. Because a teenager is wanting to push back, mm. developing muscles to say, I mean, some people call teenage years latent toddlerhood. When okay. she was a little kid, she was saying, no, yes, me, yeah, mine, now, like a lot of one word yes. answers. We're gonna come back She's to that. saying it again now in her teenage years. Yeah. So I get that it's, it's a hard job yes. to know how to protect when she says, dad, you don't trust me. Dad, I'm okay. 
you you're you know you're just the heavy and you're not respecting me that well, gonna, what do you say to that we're daughter gonna, we're you gonna, there no we're gonna tell you, are we there i'm gonna re- i'm gonna reverse this in a minute and start asking <laughs> you some questions because that's exactly where i wanted to go and you're there now i'm there now because we like you said we have gone through the phase of i know dad i know i know i know and i and i'll say this with all vulnerability yeah i've mistaken mistaken her her drive for independence for sassiness and rebellion and rebellion and it isn't and it's not so it's please, age appropriate help me and up. i always say if you want your dad your daughter to say no out in the world mm-hmm. you gotta let her practice saying it at home come on somebody okay where she pushes back and one of the best things you can do because you want to teach your daughter how to think yes not just what yeah to think okay is if you've set a boundary with your daughter, let's say curfew, mm-hmm. or no against that, you know, with that boy, or whatever it might be, but let's say curfew. Let your daughter come and present her case okay. to you and your wife. You say, you know, we'll be willing to reconsider this, mm-hmm. but let's do it together. We want you to write down pros and cons. We want to teach you how to think it through. And I just heard of a story where a mom and dad changed their no to a yes because they said, you have some very good points. And I thought, my goodness, I would have loved that as a teenager to know that my opinion, my stance Mm. had value to my parents. Yes. She's going to use that same skill out in the world so that when you then do say no, Mm -hmm. it carries more weight. Because you, your daughter sees that you're willing to be reasonable, right. you're willing to honor her thinking, and then it's not always no, and it's not always yes. Yes. But there's that balance. Let me that ask, help? No, that? that's very, very helpful. Let me ask you this. The 15-year-olds, Yeah. where should we be with them right now? I mean, so are we? Are they they're not quite emerging adult, adults? No, they're 10 years out from where their frontal prefrontal cortex is even developed, which okay. is where you think, right. reason, and have good judgment. Sure. They're still a long ways away okay. from being there. Okay. But they don't know that. Ah. Uh. They they think they're smart. What does that from? from the help? Smart. Smart. Your eyes kind. I've got it. Smart. Eyes beautiful. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But they don't know that. They mm. think they know it all. Okay. Right? So you're just as a parent going, some of this is a phase. Just like it was when she's three years old going, no, you fat. Right. You don't go, oh, I'm devastated. You're like, they don't even know what they're saying. Right. It's really somewhat the same. Okay. okay. It just sounds louder and you get a lot more emotion at 15, more of a gale force wind right, right. version. What do we do about, and I, I, again, so I, I knew I was going to end up interviewing you because- <laughs> you did tell yeah, me yeah, that. But I'm, I'm like, I got the question. Around. Why would I be with the, the dad whisperer <laughs> and not- ask her these questions. I'm not going back home empty mind, empty handed. Okay, okay. So how do you handle those that conflict and discipline of a teen? How do we how do we handle that those crucial conflict moments? You know, sometimes in my counseling office, because I didn't know what you were going to ask, uh-huh. but I have actually had parents and teenagers in a, in a session. I can mm. picture a family, even one of them right now, where I actually flipped it and said, Let's ask your daughters what they think an appropriate consequence would be to that. Mm. And I remember these girls, it was it was two teenage daughters, and they both said, well, we think we shouldn't have our phones for a week. And the parents go, okay. okay. I had them later say to me, we would have never gone that, that much. We would have said like a day. That's right. But I thought, okay, there's one idea. Let your kids pick their consequence yeah. if they have violated, let's say, a family okay. code or okay. whatever. Again, I think doing things where you're not in anger, 
Because I think sometimes dads, you know, feel the disrespect. They feel the pushback and they're like, nobody's going to respond like that in my house. Yeah, especially with military. Yeah, that's me. You yeah. say, yes, sir, and you don't talk back. Exactly. And you're like, yeah. oh, man, this is a dilemma where I'm getting my own buttons pushed. Mm -hmm. As I say, you'll never regret waiting to respond mm -hmm. to discipline. Okay. Give yourself a timeout that's as many minutes as your age mm. so that your brain can calm down and you're not all midbrain emotional sure. response. Sure. Like just say to your, like don't that. just leave the room in a huff. Go, you know what? Daddy need to calm down. Yep. I'm going to be back in about 45 minutes or whatever your age. Come back because it'll give you time to cool down. Right. Bring your own front prefrontal cortex back online like so that, that you'll be more reasonable. Listen to your, like your kid's mom. Sometimes her input, you might go, nope, I don't need your input. You'll probably soften if you get her input. Come back and then you get to say to your kids, I don't think I'm understanding. Mm. Help me understand. Okay. I want to understand. Okay. They'll be calmed down. Let them tell it to you again. Okay. And sometimes it's deciding together. Like that just doesn't seem like okay. wisdom, honey. And I'm going to tell you why. So on this one, you might hate me, but I'm going to have to say no. But then see where there's balance when you said yes yeah. and adjusted. I, I really find that teenagers will come around. Okay. They'll come around because they'll see your heart yeah. is turned toward them, not just your head. And I know that may sound way too ABC, one, two, three. That's coming. exactly what I need. No, that's but what I need. But yeah. it's it's some practical ways to yes. say, how do you navigate? Because you do want pushback. You will get pushback. Okay. That's how their muscles get stronger, just like lifting weights in the gym. Mm -hmm. For out in the world, mm -hmm. you're lifting weights in the gym so you can lift stuff at home. Right. Same here. I love it. I She's love it. Li you know, lifting. Oh, my goodness. Well, I could talk to you all day. Okay. <laughs> Give me a couple more P's and we'll get ready to land the plane. The, 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 last, the last P. So we've talked about. Okay. We've talked about pattern. Pattern. Provide. Protect. protect prepare. Prepare. Okay. Prepare, give me that prepare. one. Prepare. And that's what we talked about with the with the F3 and oh, the D3. Got it. So that's preparing where that comes from. Launch. Yeah, preparing them to launch. And the last thing is to avoid passivity, to be intentional, mm. to be intentional about all, about everything we're talking about here. Like you said, taking the time. I didn't, I never put the, the, the taking up time out for yourself, but literally just sitting there thinking and saying, okay, what does this particular child need? Again, I'm having, I'm raising five children right now, three daughters, or four children at home. Yes, yes. Three daughters. And I'm, and we're doing it right There's now. There's not enough time. There's not a lot of time. To go around. No, there isn't a lot of time. So I have to be intentional about spending time with this one, intentional about connecting with this one, and intentional about pointing, you know, pouring, in, pouring into certain, certain children at certain times. So what are practical ways with busy kids, with busy lives, right. dad's busy, right. give some practical ways that you do Fight passivity by being intentional. So for me, even even with a long, busy day, the yep. first thing I do when I come into the house, I stop by each one of their rooms before I even go to my Love room. Love it. Okay. Be before I go to my home office because it's so easy to run to my laptop and get back to work. Yeah. It's so easy to do that. Or walk in the house with my phone in my hand. First thing I do, I put my phone in my pocket so I get in the house and I'll greet every every child. How was your day? And we'll sit down and give me a quick, I say, give me a quick debriefing. Tell me, you know, tell me, tell me about your day. I look kind of a yeah. military. Absolutely. Yeah, I do. I, I, we joke with it. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a quick debrief. How was your day? Tell me good. Tell me bad. And we'll run through it real quick. See, I love that high, low buffalo was another one. Was my high, was my low buffalo was unexpected. Isn't See, that there you go. I like that. I, I like that. that from some teenage yeah, girls. I, I and I was like, Ken and I do that. I love that. I love. So you said, how was your day? Because it could be fine. Yep. Yep. High, low like, buffalo. I love yep. you. Give me something good, something bad. Something good, something bad. I'll stop by each one of their rooms and they'll they all automatically have their speech prepared oh, or whatever because they, yeah, you know, they they know. They, they know. They'll tell me this and they recognize hey, that 
dad wants to spend time with them. So they'll stop what they're doing and they'll, if they're doing the homework and they'll turn around and tell me how the day was. My boy, he'll turn around and wants to, he'll just start punching me or wrestling and fighting. <laughs> of course. Because that's his, that's his love. That's how language. we connect. That's how we connect. Right. And then I'll go to my room. So that's one of the practical Wait, ways. where's your wife fit in there? She, she'll usually run down the stairs when I come home to try to get me first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she'll run do you up. ever run down the stairs to get her we, first? No, we, we, what we do yeah. is we'll meet each other. We, we kind of chase each other for a minute because the kids are trying to get in between oh, us. Yeah, yeah. Really? That's so yeah. cool. So the patterns you started young, right? you're carrying, and really I would say reaping the benefit of that now. And maybe some dads listening yeah. may say, I've lost too much time. Yeah. Like there's too much water under the bridge or I've... I didn't get this early enough. What right. do you say to that? I tell you, and, I, and again, I'm I'm not perfect. Let me say this: I I apologize more than anything. Really, I admit my failures and okay, my fault. That is a key yeah. strategy, yeah. not only for connecting with your teenagers, but preparing them to launch. Absolutely, I let them know this is not this is not perfect behavior, guys. I I, I may have responded like I, I may have responded wrong, and I'm a, I'm quick to apologize to my kids, I love that. and I cannot go to bed at night. That's the intentionality piece. Mm-hmm. I, I will not put my head on the pillow if I have something I need to say to my children. That's good. And even if it's 10, 11 o'clock at night, I need to sit on the foot of the bed, knock on the door. Hey, can I come in for a second? Dad didn't respond. Humility, me. Oh, my God. Listen, Humility. Listen, I do not want them walking through life with my wound, whatever that was. I don't want them to. I, if something happened to me, and I know, I, I hate to speak morbidly, but I, again, I served in the military for a number of years. Yeah. I've been in war zones. I've left the home multiple times. I hate for something to happen to me and I never return back home mm-hmm. and they remember the last thing I said and it was negative or they remember our last engagement and it was negative. I don't want them to carry that. I don't think that's negative, Jackson. I think that's strategic and it's reality. Right, right. We never know. We never know. If that might be our last day, whether we've gone to war or whether we're just going out into the world. Or going to the grocery store. So you're exactly. thinking long game. Absolutely. Thinking and again, if you're preparing your teenage daughter to launch, right. she's ready to go out there. And if if you treat her with respect, right. with humility, yeah. with honesty, with authenticity, she will expect nothing less from the men in her life. Amen. Whether it's a boss, right. a guy she dates or marries, yeah. or a coworker, right? Exactly. We want her to advocate for herself, right? Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So again, those are some of the th- practical things that I do. And you know, you yeah. told me. You had like you had one stint right gone for a year and a half from oh, easily, yeah, easily, or multiple times, multiple times, multiple a year and a half, times. right? So then you now, right? At, at, now that you're retired, you're home with your kids, exactly, and you're thinking, how do you make up for lost time with teenage kids? Just spending more time with them. Ask, I'm asking them, hey, how can I impact your life right now? What do you need from dad? Okay, that might be yeah. the go step right now for yeah. a dad listening. Yeah, yeah. Go ask your daughter, right. How can I make up for time that we've lost? Exactly. What do you need from me? What do you need from me? There you I go. I tell you, and, and, and they give me some of the simplest answers. Just to, Can you just talk to me? Listen, one, one of my daughters, uh-huh. Jansen, can you just listen to me sometime? Uh-huh. Can you just sit and listen to me? So I'll just sit in the room and just let her talk. Or she'll come, in, she'll come and sit on the bed while I'm sitting there on the laptop and she'll just talk. And I, I say, well, let me know when you want to talk. So I'll, so I'll give you all my attention. I'll close the laptop and she'll, oh. I'll close the laptop and she'll talk. And, oh my goodness! And and I'll just listen. The other one, Journey, Journey will just come and lay across the bed, you know. <laughs> and she'll just lay there in the middle, and nothing need to be said. She'll just lay there in just my presence. Be there. Just be there. And that's something. So you develop different skill sets by what the different needs of your daughters what, they need. are, they which need. helps you grow. Absolutely helps them grow. Soft as okay, my heart. Before we wrap up, yeah. I want to ask you if you were to give dads listening one or two practical ways that they can prepare their daughters to launch. 
their teenage daughters yeah. into adulthood, into life. And again, I'm there right now. Some say, people, some people preach from a, a place of perfection. Some of us preach from a place of process. I'm in the process yeah, of doing this. Yeah. So that's where I am right now, to be honest. And you've given lots of great practical ideas, but just yeah. as we wrap up this conversation. One of the things, I'm letting her know that I'm here. I'm, I'm letting her know that I'm here for her. And, and so, will and I will be here. Day. Exactly. I'm here no, and I, and I will be here. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm a phone call away. Yeah. I'm an, I'm an inch away from you. Love if you need anything, I'm there for you. I'm here to protect you. I'm here to provide for you. Love it. I'm here to have a conversation with you about anything. So again, I, I'm allowing myself, giving myself, letting them be available to. to yeah. And you yeah. said you had a couple things. What would be one more thing to tell that dad? If you want to prepare your teenage daughter to launch. I love what, what Kipling says. He says, give him love and give him wings. <laughs> so I'm giving, them, I'm giving them all the love I can right now. Yeah. yeah I yeah, love, yeah, love, yeah, love that. Yeah. Do you guys see why I love my brother Jackson <laughs> oh, yeah, so yeah. much? Because you can tell that he's in the trenches and he walks his talk and he wouldn't tell you right. that you should do it or could do it yeah. if he wasn't doing it. I'm working on it. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for being here, Jackson. Well, today on Your Mark has been preparing to launch your teenage daughter. Get set. You've got lots of ideas that you can put into action so that that go step isn't just a listening experience today, but now it's going to be an action step and an action process for you. Well, this wraps up another week's program. It's been great to be here with you all. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield, the Dad Whisperer, signing off and encouraging you to make today a day where you intentionally and consistently invest in pursuing your daughter's heart. Go Dads! Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. To find out how you can invite Dr. Michelle for your next event, go to drmichellewatson.com and click on the speaking tab. That's drmichellewatson.com. Dr. Michelle loves bringing practical insights she gleaned over the past few decades to audiences of teenagers, young adults, men's groups, or women's forums. Once again, go to drmichellewatson.com, that's drmichellewatson.com, for more information on the books, resources, and blogs that she has available. Remember, you can listen to the Dad Whisperer podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And we'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you again on the next edition of the Dad Whisperer podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield.